Welcome to the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now, here is your host, Lance Ferguson. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to this special Tokyo Olympics podcast, where I'll go into the eight Iowans or former Iowa collegians who will be competing in Tokyo over the next several days. I also will be going through all of the distance running events from the 800 meters all the way to the marathon and who I think are going to be the contenders for the medals. But first, before I start, uh, I'm listening back to my podcast the other day. I don't think I made it clear exactly how I felt about uh, the Big 12 shakeup with Oklahoma and Texas announcing that they are essentially leaving the conference effective in 2025, if not sooner. Um, I uh, Jamie Pollard um, said that it was not a time to panic. Um, I disagree. I think this is a really concerning time for Iowa State fans um, and uh, their backers um, because you're losing your two biggest entities out of the Big 12. These are the two drivers of the revenue for TV, for football especially, which we all know drives uh, a lot of the revenue in college athletics, and that leaves a gaping hole uh, without Oklahoma and Texas. And uh, for Jamie to believe that um, both of those schools are going to stay in the conference through 2025, uh, it, it's, just, it's just not going to happen. Both of these schools are going to get out as soon as they can. They're going to willing to be. They're going to be willing to pay the amount to get out of the conference uh, because it's down the road. <laughs> They'll make a lot more with the SEC um, because of their uh, TV money. Uh, that's going to be coming from CBS and ESPN. Um, the, they're not going to stay, and I don't think the Big 12 is going to be comfortable. The other eight schools in the Big 12 are going to be comfortable with having them around more than one year. So I think this is the last um, academic year that you're going to see Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12. That leaves eight schools, um, none of which uh, have the cachet that uh, an Oklahoma or Texas do. So that uh, that leaves a real problem. So I think uh, the, the Big 12 schools are going to have to be aggressive in recruiting. Um, if they want to keep this conference viable, they're going to have to go out and get some schools. I talked about BYU. There's Cincinnati. Um, a school like Central Florida might be attractive. Uh, Memphis, possibly. Those are and uh, and Houston, which is a nice big TV market. So those are some of the um, schools I think if they're looking to try to replace them. But make no mistake, they're not going to be able to fully replace the revenue lost by those schools. And that will have a trickle-down effect on all of the other programs, including track and field and cross-country. It's unfortunately going to be a bumpy year in the Big 12 for all these schools to see where they're all going to land, whether they're going to join another conference, such as Conference USA, that's going to be predominantly a basketball conference, uh, known for their good basketball, or whether 
they're going to be um, splitting apart, and some of them joining the Big Ten, some going to the Pac-12. Um, it is going to be an interesting year, and we'll have to watch. Okay, let's get to the Olympics, where over the next nine days, the competition will be held at Japan National Stadium in the heart of Tokyo. That will be the venue for the track and field events, as well as the opening and closing ceremonies. There will be eight athletes with Iowa ties competing. I'll go through this list, which is courtesy of Mike Mahon, former Drake University Sports Information Director. Thanks to Mike for putting this all together. He's a great liaison for USA Track and Field. Uh, you've got former St. Ambrose College sprinter Michael Ahoyes of Great Britain. Um, he will be running in the men's 4x400 relay. Uh, the former B was a 10-time All-American for St. Ambrose in track and field. And uh, in June last month, he was third at the British Athletics Championships 400 meters. And um, that was on June 26th. And on the 29th, he was named in the sprinter pool for the 4x4 uh, relay for Great Britain. Uh, you also have in the 4x400 relay former Iowa Central and Iowa sprinter Karame Bart Bartley uh, of Jamaica. He's going to be running for the Jamaicans. Um, he had quite a career um, running at Iowa Central um, before he transferred to Iowa. He won the 2019 Big Ten Indoor 200 Championship. That year he also was the Drake Relays 200 champion. Then he transferred as a grad student to Texas Tech of the Big 12, where he won the 200 at the recent Big 12 Outdoor Meet. So Bartley is uh, also on that 4x400 pool, which you have to say the 4x400, if you're looking at it, is probably <laughs> is the, the big favorite will be the United States. They've won seven of the last eight World Championship gold medals in this event and will be looking to defend its Olympic gold from Rio. Um, you also have competing among the eight, Kenny Kung Fu Bednarik, former junior college champion uh, in the 200 and 400 at Indian Hills before he turned pro two years ago. Kenny uh, qualified for the 200 by finishing second at the U.S. Olympic Trials in Eugene, Oregon uh, in 1978 is what he ran there. Um... So he is, uh, like I said, a two-time national champion at Indian Hills. Uh, he proved that he was very effective in running the 400. But the 200 looks to be um, maybe, uh, well, it could be an American 1-2-3, possibly. Um, you've, you've got the incredibly talented Noah Lyles, who won the U.S. Um, trials championship um, after really getting a, stare, a scare from Arion Knighton, the 17-year-old prep who ran 1988 at the U.S. Olympic trials to break Lyles' U.S. record, but it was uh, Knighton who finished third in that final of the trials with Bednarik finishing second and Lyles taking the championship there. Um, I like uh, I like all three of these guys to potentially um, have a chance to get some medals. Lyles, of course, has 
you'd have to say the most pedigree right now um, with uh, with a guy who uh, has run 19.50 as his best ever. Um, but uh, Knighton is an interesting uh, kid as well if he can handle his uh, his nerves, which you know is going to be interesting because he's going to be the youngest man to make the U.S. Track and Field Olympic team since a guy named Jim Ryan back in 1964. But um, Kenny Kung Fu Bednarik, who is a uh, Milwaukee native, uh, he grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, you'd have to say if he can make it through the rounds. Uh, healthy has 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 a shot, I would say, to uh, to to get a medal there um, in that uh, four in that two hundred, and then the four by one. He's also on that relay pool there. The U.S. has had a fraught history with the four by one dropping uh, batons, running out of lanes. They failed to medal at the last three Olympic Games. At least Jamaica looks very vulnerable um, without Usain Bolt, the retired uh, uh, great sprinter, retired in uh, 2017. Uh, I think the four by one is wide open, and of course, it's going to come down to who's got the best handoffs. And it could uh, be a team such as Japan or Great Britain if they can get their handoffs the best around. Uh, the other, here are the other uh, Iowa ties at the at the Olympics. You've got uh, current Drake University sprinter Yinka Mary Ajaye. Um, she will be running for Nigeria in the new mixed 4x400 relay. Uh, this is a, a, a new event at this Olympics. You'd have to say that the U.S. is probably uh, going to be the favorite in this event where you've got alternating genders or, or you, 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 you could either alternate them or you can have two men run last. Um, you can run you can run the order any way you want, but it has to be two men and two women running this. The U.S. squad, you'd have to say, is the favorite after setting a world record of 309.34 at the 2019, 2019 World Championships, which was the debut event uh, for this event. Um, more about Ajaye. Um, she's the first, Drake's first um, current female student athlete to ever compete in the Olympics and the fifth Bulldog to ever qualify for the Games in track and field. And she's the first Bulldog since 1960 to be um, competing uh, on the track. So um, she, um, how did she get to uh, Nigeria's team? She was fifth in the 400 meters at the Nigerian Olympic Trials. That put her in the uh, relay team pool. Um, so that's going to, that's how she got her spot on this mixed relay team. Um, you've got also among the eight, as I mentioned, former Drake assistant track coach Nagani Makusha. He is going to be competing for Zimbabwe, and um, he was in a Drake uh, coach from 2017 to 2019 before taking the head coaching job at UC Davis. So Makusha will be running in the men's 100. He has a, actually a, a, a good history in the Olympics. He represented Zimbabwe in the uh, 2008 Olympics and was fourth in the long jump. Um, and then um, in the 2011 IAAF World Championships, 
Um, he won a bronze medal in the long jump and also got to, to the semifinal round of the 100. So um, uh, Makusha, former Drake runner, uh, who now has, who can call Florida State his alma mater, does have a great uh, history in, uh, of international competition. Of course, competing in the 100 is going to be really difficult. You've got uh, incredible uh, runners here. You'd have to say Trayvon Burmel is the favorite in this 100. He um, He's had just a tremendous comeback since he uh, had uh, two surgeries on his Achilles after pulling up lame in the 2016 Olympics uh, final in the 100. Um, he was the U.S. Olympic Trials uh, champion and has only been beat uh, once this year at a Diamond League race. So you'd have to say if he's on his game, he's got to be the favorite. But Ronnie Baker was the guy who beat him in that one race, that one Diamond League race. And you've also got um, Akane Simbine of South Africa, who um, earlier this month ran 9.84 in the 100, and then Andre de Grasse of Canada, who's always a threat for a medal. Um, he was the 2016 Olympic bronze medalist. So de Grasse is from Canada. So going to be long odds for Makusha <laughs> to get even to the final, but it's quite an honor for him to even be running in the Olympics uh, 13 years after he first represented Zimbabwe in 2008. All right, on to the final three uh, athletes with Iowa ties, and they're all distance runners. Former Iowa Central nine-time individual national junior college champion Adva Cohen. She will be running for Israel in the women's 3,000 steeplechase, which she won at the 2018 Drake Relays. She has competed since uh, uh, leaving Iowa Central for the University of New Mexico. I'll be breaking down the 3,000 steeplechase later. Uh, with all the other distance events, you've got Hillary Bohr, former Iowa State runner, who will be running in the men's 3,000 steeplechase. He was seventh in the Rio Olympics final in that event. And um, he's on a good roll. Um, he's in fine form. He won the Diamond League event at Gateshead, England, earlier this spring for his first Diamond League championship ever. And then um, our true Iowan here is Carissa Schweizer, former Dowling Catholic and Urbandale standout. She'll be running in the women's 5,000 and 10,000. Schweizer, um, the most decorated uh, runner ever at Missouri. Uh, track and field runner ever, um, six-time NCAA champion for the Tigers. She's now uh, representing the Bowerman Track Club out in Portland, and um, she comes in on a good roll. She um, set the American record for the indoor 3,000-meter run in early 2020. That time was 8.25.70, and she qualified in the trials uh, in Eugene, Oregon, in both the 5,000 and 10,000. So here we go with the distance program from Tokyo, starting chronologically. And the first event on the track coming up Thursday night, uh, Iowa time at 7 o'clock, will be the 
semifinal round of the men's 3000 steeplechase with former Cyclone Hillary Bohr. Hillary's got a lot of competition here. Despite the top three finishers from Rio being out of the games, Conceslas Capruto out, uh, American Evan Jager injured, and then uh, bronze medalist Mehidan Makisi Benabad of France, who hasn't competed at all this year. So without all three of those, you have, well, probably the favorite being uh, Lameka Gurma of Ethiopia. He's the world championship silver medalist, and he owns the best time of the year with 807.75 from the Monaco Diamond League race which, uh, well, might have been uh, a preview of the uh, Olympic Games, and Hilary Bohr competed there. Um, you've got Morocco's Soufin El Bakali, uh, who's definitely wanting to uh, get a medal this year after finishing fourth and missing out on the medal by three seconds. And um, he has a great personal best of 718, 758. 15. But you got to remember with the men's steeplechase, Kenya has won gold medal in this event every year. <laughs> Since 1984, they have a stranglehold on this race. And their best toad is Abraham Kibowat, who uh, owns the second fastest time, just six hundredths of a second behind Gurma. Uh, he has run 807.81. Here's what I think I think El Bacale. I think he's ready to win this steeplechase, and I think he uh, upsets the Ethiopian and the Kenyan Kibawat to win the gold. That's what I think. That's my prediction. Um, Hillary Bohr going to be right there in contention. He's he's going to um, have to show that he can kick over that final lap because all three of these guys can really uh, motor on their last 400. He's going to be in contention. Um, I, I suspect he's going to beat that seventh place finish. Going to be tough for him to medal, though, and beat out those three gentlemen. Okay, the women's 800 is also Thursday night, 7.55 p.m. Central Standard Time. And again, just like the steeplechase, you've got uh, the three medalists from Rio out. They are all uh, having too high of levels of testosterone. South Africa's Castor Semenya, Burundi's Francine Nian Saba, and Kenya's Margaret Wambui. All of them are out, but uh, there's a new there's a new person that looks like she is ready to dominate the 800 meters, and it's Athing Mu, the Texas A&M standout, um, where she set an NCAA record in the 400 and 800 meters. She has taken the lead. Uh, among Americans from A.J. Wilson, who, who looked like the future star, future uh, Olympic champion. Uh, now it looks like Athing Mu is the, she is the the star of the future for the American team. Um, she, you also have Raven Rogers, um, American um, in this field. But, um, but to me, I think Athing Mu um, is... Um, is the one to beat here. That's the way I see it. Um, Athing is going to win gold in the women's 800. On to Friday's program, or you'll have to get up very early in the morning to watch the men's 10,000 finals. It'll be on at 6.30 a.m. Iowa time, and Uganda has a great chance 
I believe, to win their first gold medal on the track since the 1972 Munich Games. They have two excellent uh, runners here. You've got uh, Joshua Cheptegay, who set the world record of 26-11 last year in Spain. And you've got his compatriot, Jacob Kip Kiplamo, uh, who beat him um, at the World Half Marathon Championships last fall. But Kiplamo uh, also has the best time of the year with a 26.33 uh, in May. So both of those guys have, uh, have given Uganda a great look here. Of course, um, you've got Ethiopia with an excellent chance. Solomon Berega has run 26.49. Um, this year, which is off from those other guys, and um, so they uh, and uh, Ethiopia also has Yomif Kajelka, who's run twenty six forty nine as well. Um, the Kenyans um, also uh, the Kenyans are going to have trouble here uh, winning this event. Uh, on paper, it looks like um, they're going to have a difficult time as it looks like it's going to be Uganda and Ethiopia battling it out. I don't know. Who do I pick between <laughs> Cheptegei and Kiplimo? I'll give it to uh, Cheptegei based on his world record uh, to win. Uh, the Americans, uh, Woody Kincaid was the U.S. Olympic trials champion with Grant Fisher second, Joe Klecker third. Both, all three of them are going to have real long odds here, I think, to win a medal. Um, Kincaid has a great uh, kick, but um, I'd say a top 10 by these guys would be a great finish here. Um, it's going to be tough for them to medal with the talent that's in this race. Women's 5,000 meters is um, coming up. And this is Carissa Schweizer's first race. It's coming up at um, 7.40 a.m. on Friday. And um, Carissa, who is ranked 17th in the world, um, she comes in with a, with a best of 14.26.34 on the season. Um, she um, was beaten at the Olympic trials by her Bowerman Track Club teammate, Elise Cranny. Um, both of them are going to have their hands full because I think this women's 5,000 um, semifinals and finals is going to be explosive. It's gonna, this might be possibly the, the best uh, distance race of all of them in this Olympics. You've got phenomenal uh, Letensebet uh, Gede of Ethiopia who broke the world record in October. Um, she's... She ran 14.06 to break that record. Um, and then you've got uh, Goodif Sade, uh, also of Ethiopia, who set the uh, indoor 1500 world record this winter. And she's run 14.13 on the season. You've got Helen Abiri, who is very experienced, the Olympic silver medalist. She's also a three-time world champion. And then you've got the, uh, the incredible Safan Hassan of the Netherlands, who is going to try the triple here, running the 5,500 and 10,000 meters. Safan has a great kick. Um, and, it's, and like I said, it's her first race. She's going to be fresh. 
Here's what I think. I think um, I think Safan Hassan gets it done. I think this is her best chance for gold. She knows it. She's going to take advantage of it and win it. But it is going to be a great. Um, it's going to be a great final on Monday. Um, I think uh, Carissa Schweizer. Uh, I think she she would do very well to finish here in the in the in the top ten. Um, I think that would be a, a tremendous experience for her, um, and it you know it depends on how she gets through um, the you know the rounds running um, on Friday at seven forty, and then um, and then coming back on Monday. She handled it well at, at the trials when it was hot. I think she'll do fine, but the fact is is. You know, Lace Cranny showed that she has a, a tremendous kick, and and you know, Chris is going to have to deal with her own teammate beating her first before um, she has to worry about the Ethiopians. But uh, it's going to be a be a tremendous uh, um, set of uh, uh, five thousand meter races, both the semifinals and the finals. The men's eight hundred uh, kicks off at seven fifty Iowa time on Friday night, and. This is, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be Nigel Amos's race. Um, he just runs really super uh, aggressively, and um, I I just like his uh, the way he finishes races. Um, he's got the season best of one forty two ninety one. Um, and, um, I think he knocks off the two Kenyans, um, Emmanuel Career and Ferguson Rotich, uh, who both run, uh, 143s, uh, with Career 143.04 and uh, Rotich 143.57. But here's what I think. I think Amos is going to do it. Um, the American team definitely hurt when, uh, U.S. record holder and reigning world champion Donovan Brazier had the worst race of his career at the Olympic trials, um, um, where, where he was running injured, um, did not make the trials team. You've got Clayton Murphy who won bronze at Rio. Um, but he's been up and down. Um, he's shown that he can run well through the, uh, through the rounds. Uh, Bryce Hopple, his teammate has just not looked um, nearly that sharp this year. So uh, Murphy, uh, an outside chance if uh, one of the Kenyans has a bad uh, finals race. But um, Americans could be knocked out of any medal here, um, the way it's looking going into um, this first round on Friday. That's the way it looks. The women's 3000 steeplechase will be at uh, 7.40 p.m., on uh, the semifinals on Saturday. Like I said, Adva Cohen is competing in this. Um, this is going to be, um, uh, you know, uh, Emma Coburn here. Um, she's a former world champion in that crazy 2017 world championships where she and Courtney Frerichs, a uh, fellow American, went 1-2 in that race. Um this is the fourth women's steeplechase ever, and um, Ruth Jebet of Bahrain um, has been suspended um, for testing positive for EPO in 2018, so that opens the door a little bit. You've got Ivan Jepkamoy. Um, she is looking very good. Um, she was a silver medalist 
uh, in uh, the Rio Olympics. So I like her chance. And um, Beatrice Chepkowicz, uh, who won the uh, 2019 World Championships in 857-84. That was a championship record. Um, so I think it's going to come down to Jep Kamoy and Chepkowicz. Let's give it to Kenya, uh, winning this one. Chepkowicz uh, taking the gold here, I think. I think Coburn probably uh, gets the bronze uh, after those two. Those semifinals will be 7.40 p.m. on Saturday in the women's 3,000 steeplechase. I was wrong about the uh, semifinals of the women's 5,000. That'll be 5 a.m. Iowa time. 5 a.m. So you'll have to get up early on, uh, on Friday to watch Carissa Schweizer run. Friday morning, very early, get up, uh, set your clock, early, early, early. Okay, on to the women's 1500 meters. First round, that'll be Sunday night, 7.35 p.m. Iowa time. And you've got, as I said, Hassan, uh, reigning world champion, will be running in her second of, well, what she hopes is five races in this Olympics. It's a, it's a very ambitious schedule. Um, and um, I, uh, Faith Kipke Yegan of Kenya is trying to become the first to win back-to-back -back Olympic golds in the 1500 meters. It hasn't been done since 1976 and 1980. Um, she um, she's got to be the favorite here with um, Hassan, not fresh at all here. Um, Kipke Yegan set the Kenyan national record of 351. Um, and um, and she just looks outstanding. I also really like uh, the way uh, Great Britain's Laura Muir has looked in these Diamond League races. She's been outstanding. And uh, the U.S.'s L. Perrier St. Pierre, um, who has kind of taken the lead um, with uh, Shelby Houlihan, Sioux City native, being suspended from the Olympics. Um, she's also looked very good. She has a tremendous kick, um, has looked very good um, uh, in her last couple races. Um, and uh, Ethiopia's Farwani Hailu also cannot be, um, cannot be overlooked as well. So uh, Perrier St. Pierre, you know, has got a shot at, the, uh, at, a, at a medal. Um, I like Muir challenging here. But um, Kipyegon uh, is going to win gold uh, for Kenya. She's going to uh, win back-to-back -back championships here. Men's 1500, um, the first round is 7.05 p.m. on Monday, Iowa time. And this race got so much more interesting when uh, Timothy Chariot was put back on the team. Um, it, it, he... Uh, he, he uh, finished fourth at the Kenyan trials back in June. That was his first non, uh, I read this first non first or second place finish in something like four years. It was his only <laughs> race that he's never finished first or second in a race. Um, so it looked like he wasn't going to make, make the team when he wasn't picked. Um, but, um, he has, uh, been selected by the Kenyan, uh, Federation to replace Kamar Etyang, um, who was runner-up at the Kenyan Trials. 
um, because the teenager had not met the minimum requirement of out-of-competition drug tests for Olympic selection. So now Chariot goes from being a dominant force this season, except for the Kenyan Trials final. Uh, he's won every Diamond League race that he's been in. He, he looked like he was on a, on a mission through those uh, Diamond League races to show everybody um, what they were going to miss with the Olympics. So he goes from out of the Olympics now to being the favorite um, after running uh, 328.48 at the Monaco Diamond League, which was a real showdown here. Um, but you've got uh, Jakob Ing Ingebrigtsen, um, who um, has, uh, he's, he's also run 328 in his career, and um, he's the um, certainly a the, the uh, dominant uh, runner in Europe. And then you've got um, <laughs> tremendous uh, Oregon freshman Cole Hawker, who um, upset Matt Matthew Centrowitz, the gold medalist from 2016 at Rio in um, in the Olympic uh, trials final 1500 uh, on his home track. So um, it's uh, it's really going to be a fascinating 1500. I think um, Hawker and Centrowitz are going to be there right in contention. But Chariot, who loves to just basically run at the front and just wear everybody out, I think he continues his mission and he wins the gold. Um, I think, like I said, Centrowitz, Hawker have a great chance. Uh, I don't know if they're going to beat Ing 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 Ingebrigtsen here. Um, if they're going to medal, it could be between those two for third place, Hawker and Centrowitz. The men's 5,000 uh, kicks off 6 a.m. Tuesday, Iowa time. And um, and it's going to be uh, Paul Chalimo who will be leading the U.S. field. Um, Kincaid and Fisher, who's who will be competing already in the 10,000, uh, they will be making the team as well. Um, Chalimo has, has a real edge to him when he runs. Um, I think that's going to really help him. But uh, Joshua Cheptegei of Uganda, here we go. Um, he's got uh, the world record of 1235. Um, he will be uh, a guy to be looked for here. Uh, Ethiopia's Solomon Berega, uh, another challenger. He's run 1243 personal best. Um, Ingebrigtsen, I mentioned him. He's also good in the 5,000, probably not as good uh, as he is in the 1,500. So that's going to be a um, an, an interesting uh, situation to see where he rebounds from here. If Cheptegei can bounce back from that 10,000, I can see him pulling off the historic 5,000-10,000 double here for gold. The women's marathon will be at 5 o'clock Iowa time on Friday, August 6th. And, well, you'd have to say Bridget Koske. It's her race to win if she's on if she's on her game. Um, she is the world record holder. She ran 214.04 at the 2019 Chicago Marathon to take 81 seconds off uh, Great Britain's Paula Radcliffe, um, her previous mark. Um, she has also won the last two London marathons, but um, this is a race, of course, um, that's going to be strategic 
and um, it is going to be very hot. And um, another Kenyan runner, uh, Ruth Chepengenich, has proven herself in uh, hot weather when she won the 2019 World Championships Marathon in uh, brutal conditions in Doha. So um, she um, has shown that she can run very well. The heat is going to be a problem, but... um, and it's going to be a difference maker here between these two. But you'd have to say, Koske, Chepengedich, one of those two will win. I think Koske is going to learn from her past, and um, she will take the gold. Um, the Americans, I think, are going to have a difficult time here. Elephine Tuliamak, um, she was the winner at the Olympic trials way, way, way back um, before the pandemic in 2020. And... <laughs> Uh, February of 2020 in Atlanta. She's coming off giving birth in January uh, to her daughter. Um, Molly Seidel um, is going to be a first-timer, so she's going to have a lot of nerves. Um, she's got a lot of gumption, but, it, but it, you know, it's going to be tough. Um, she um, And then Sally Kipiego, a former Texas Tech runner, also going to be competing. I think it's going to be tough for these women um, to get a medal here for the Americans, uh, personally. The men's marathon uh, will be taking place the next day at 5 o'clock on Saturday, August 7th, Iowa time. And this is the Elliot Kipchoge show. He is the only man to uh, run the marathon distance under two hours. Um, we saw him do that uh, in October of 2019, running 159.40. Uh, it was a phenomenal achievement. But he also wins the world record of 201.39, and he won Olympic gold in Rio uh, five years ago. Um, he did um, show a little chink in his armor last October when he suffered his first marathon loss. Um, in seven years, believe it or not, but he bounced back um, with a nice performance showing he was ready to go with a 204.30 marathon at the Netherlands in April. Um, I like his chances, of course, if he's on his game, um, but Berhanu Legese uh, has a 202.48 personal best and will be pushing him all the way. So if Kipchoge has a bad day, uh, a guy like Legese could be ready to take it on. Uh, Galen Rupp is America's best hope here. Galen's, uh, Galen's tough. Um, he, he looked very, very good um, back at the trials when he ran the 10,000 meters. Um, just didn't have that final lap kick in that final. Um, but he, um, he looked very good in the trials. Looked like he was back from some injuries. And um, he's a gamer. So we'll see if he can uh, pull it off. He's already proven that he can do it with his great performance at Rio. Um, and um, uh, don't underestimate Galen Rupp, uh, even at his age. Um, you know, he can he can definitely challenge for a medal. And uh, finally, the women's 10,000 meters. This will be the final race of three for Carissa Schweizer. This will take place at 5.45 a.m. on Saturday, August 7th. Schweizer <clears throat> uh, also finished second in this race at the U.S. Olympic Trials. Uh, to uh, This time it was to Emily Sisson, a New Balance runner. And um, Carissa owns the um, 
owns the sixth best time actually this year of 30 47 99 um, she's ranked 21st in the world um, Hassan we've already mentioned this will be the last of five races in her program um, she um, she and um, Ethiopia's Latensibet Gaday, but that's a hard name to spell. Latensibet Gaday um, battled uh, breaking the record, uh, the world record. Uh, Hassan ran 29.06.82 on June 6th. And then two days later, Gaday lowered the mark um, uh, uh, to, to uh, win the Ethiopian trials in 29.01. Oh three, so um, this is only their. They're going to be their second um, uh, battle on the track at ten thousand meters, and in that first uh, competition between Gaday and Hassan, it was Hassan who won uh, at the twenty nineteen World Championships in a in a hot uh, Doha, despite their air conditioning uh, system on the track. Um, uh, Hassan ran 30-17-62 with Gaudet four seconds back, and um, this is this is going to be an interesting uh, race here. And like I said, you know, Carissa um, has has you know a really good time comparable to the rest of the competition. Um, uh, let's hope she is able to bounce back and have a fresh race. Um, she insists on um, looking like um, you know, they're, they're going to battle for top 10 positions here. Um, I look for them to both finish in the top 10, um, but uh, it's going to be down to Hassan and Gaudet with their uh, battle between the two, and um, we'll see what Hassan has left in the tank. So that, um, that is the uh, Olympic program from 800 meters on all the way up to the marathon. Hope you enjoy the competition from Tokyo. I know I will be watching all the way. And I'll have another podcast um, talking about the results from the Iowa com uh, competitors coming up next week. So look for that. Until then, happy running, everyone.